0: hi guys welcome back to politicians playground we're here with our 17th episode of our second season and we are here today to talk about uh the derek shelvin trials and george floyd um and his memory and just everything that's transpired since last summer with his murder um In Minneapolis for quick introductions I'm as always your host Sam Autry and we are joined here today with Cody Jane back again after last episode to talk more about BLM and George Floyd and discuss the Derek Chauvin trial here today as part of a continuation with BLM and police brutality and that entire conversation so let's get right into it so the trial Uh, let's start with the verdict actually let's start with the situation uh so cody or um do you want to give a quick synopsis on uh, derek chauvin the entire situation and the trial what he was being charged for and stuff like that right uh
1: yeah so basically um last summer uh derek chauvin uh unfortunately killed george well murdered George, george broad daylight He kneeled on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are obviously other cops there, but we're mostly focusing on him. Um, So after that, uh, there were protests in all 50 states in in America. And um, really the, really everybody was, this was really a case that everybody was following because it's one where the evidence was seen on video. And unfortunately, like everybody saw the video and saw George Floyd being killed. And, um, as for the things he's charged for, those are the things that I keep forgetting because he kept changing. But
0: um, so what he ended up getting charged for: second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and then second degree manslaughter. And he was found guilty on all three of those charges. Um, but a lot I remember there was a call for first degree murder, and a lot of people were mad that it wasn't first degree murder, and just because of you know the um, the violence and the severity of the actual murder, how like. Gut-wrenching it was to just see that um, on mm-hmm. tape. And I think that's why a lot of people are angry about that. Right. But then there are all these legal technicalities about why it couldn't be first-degree murder because it had to be premeditated and such. And, mm-hmm. yeah. like, the lack of education around that and, like, what people think about that just, like, added to, you know, the overall uh, frustration of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, he was found guilty the thing I did want to touch on was how on edge the entire world, the entire world was. How right. we were on the edge of our seats. We didn't know what was going to happen, like uh, riots or protests or whatever you want to call it. They were on the verge of breaking out because we didn't know what was going to happen. Businesses boarded up. Everyone was like, every city was basically on lockdown. Um, even the economy and the stock market was prepared for it. And like that, just they showed tr- like, like I the fact that we had to be ready for a possible acquittal it's just like I, my, my, I can't even wrap my mind around that the fact that we saw this nine minute video of a cop kneeling on a man's neck right who wasn't resisting which he literally couldn't have been because he was unconscious for three of those minutes so like uh, uh, like like, how is our world... Like, how is our world at this place? You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. I think that just shows to, shows how much the the system has failed Black Americans as mm. as a whole. Like, the fact that uh, a part of me really... Like, a part of me really expected this case to be the other way and for them to, you know, find some loophole in this case. Exactly. Just, like... That's, like, the unsettling part and the really sad and pathetic part about this country, you know? So... I know I uh, yeah so just like I again just shows how much how much black people have been failed in this country and failed to you know get get the justice they approve. and to be honest I thought it was going to be something like Emmett Till's case where again Emmett Till's case where they just flipped all the evidence around and then later on find out this uh later on find some thing to mm-hmm. prove him innocent after a while so I don't know but
0: Exactly. Um, I think like it just it, it like the system has failed black people for centuries, and like, just like I just want to like point out that this is just one out of hundreds. Like, there are so many other people who haven't been indicted or convicted or anything for like sure. similar murders, like police officers, and it's just like the because like the fact that it was even like a question as to whether he was going to be convicted it's just so crazy like the fact that this will be written down in history books and i don't know where our world will be in 50 years but if it's in a better place like children are literally gonna have to read like that we were like nervous because they wouldn't like you know what i mean if that video is still out there in 50 years they're gonna watch it and be like how were? How is anyone nervous like this is obvious but like we're in a time in which we don't know that it's so scary it's so gross that this is how america works you know what i mean
1: right and, and- like- Oh yeah,
0: sorry.
1: You can you can, can go. go. Oh no, you can go. It's
0: fine. Uh no, I I wasn't really gonna say much. You you can.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah, like you said, the history books and how this is this is gonna be like what future generations see. Like it just, I know. Like again, it just shows where even though so much progress has been made, where so many so much project progress has been made. Um, in the civil rights movement. I like to believe that we're still in the civil rights movement right now exactly, because yeah. simple things like this of whether or not the cop's gonna get convicted for with clear video evidence, clear witnesses, is just like just so mind boggling. And I feel like once we as a society don't have to, you know, um, stir up public out, stir up national and worldwide outrage. Because personally I feel like to a, to a certain extent this case went the way it did. Because it was so worldwide and every yes. single country, every single person was looking at America, what would they do next? And I feel like if it didn't reach that point of like widespread media, this case would have went would have went totally left. Or Absolutely. just he got some like you know, petty slap on the wrist. Next you know, two weeks later he has his uniform again, um, and doing living his life like it's normal. Like I feel like that's a a big part to why this case went the way it did. And that's that's again pretty pathetic that it, happen that way
0: but definitely definitely i think yes i like the video for example even just the video like that's the reason why first brought up and we saw the murder because i know if there was an actual video because there have been thousands of other there wasn't video everything that's happened before you know we had a little video device in our pockets like and people can just see something there have been right that just went unheard Mm. because there was no video evidence to back it up and because the police don't take accountability for themselves and all all that so like i like you know what and you know what i mean and so i think this video had so much power and how widespread it was how international it was on a global scale Mm. uh we saw like it literally everyone in the world almost saw that like almost everyone in the world saw this video
1: so that i I think think
0: yeah no go ahead
1: Sorry, and I think a thing that people are forgetting is that this is not the first person that Chauvin has killed. Of uh, the first black person Chauvin has killed, like you know, like mm, yeah, and th- this has not been his first offense. This has just been the offense that was caught on camera and got this widespread out outrage. Like again, like if this happened to maybe unfortunately like, the <laughs> first first time it happened, this would George Floyd would probably still be alive because Chauvin would be potentially locked up or who knows maybe he'll just be on you know paid leave or something I don't know but it just like so create like it's great that we the power of the media is there but it's really unfortunate that it had to come to this point it had to come to a point where cell phones had to exist video cameras had to exist for justice to be served for black Americans so
0: yeah exactly um and then I I also do want to say of course, since we had this video, the defense really didn't have much to go on as we saw the murder happening. Uh, but I just want to say I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a lawyer. I don't have like a JD or anything. But just like common knowledge and common sense, like I feel this, this lawyer like took the wrong. Like, I don't even know why I'm saying this because I'm happy that he wasn't like that great at, at his at his job or trying to prove uh, Derek Chauvin innocent. But like I just feel as though he did not do the best job because I I don't like I this and I saw the defense and their closing argument and I think a big thing that this um lawyer did was just say words you know what I mean yeah um just say words ho- and like they he hoped they stuck you know what I meant but they didn't and, like mm-hmm. and. I think this just is another layer to our legal system that is so messed up because, um, I was reading some legal experts and some political scientists, um, like analysis online about like why this case went the way it did. And they said, um, because the jury probably got fed up and like, they didn't care anymore after like a very, very, very long closing argument by the defense, um, and I was like, yeah, because even, like, as I was watching it, like, I couldn't even keep up with what he was saying because it was just all, like, nonsensical words, like, coming at us that mean, like, not, right. like, nothing was making sense. It was just very, very long, and people got distracted. And so if we see a national case to this scale, uh, to a global scale, like, the world is looking at it, like, everyone's looking and hanging on to their every word. And, the like, the lawyer's trying to, like, get shoving off by, like, distracting the jury if that makes sense or like yeah not even focusing on the real evidence but just trying to play with the jury's emotions and like it, it's just it's just like our our our, our legal system so messed up instead yeah. of just having a straight case where everything's done with you know like perfection and there's no playing of games at all we had this where the defense was trying to like basically wait it out you know what i mean
1: right and i um and i did see highlights of this um as the case went down and i feel like one of the highlights that really spoke volumes to me was when the defense tried to basically turn um one of the witnesses there was a black man and he was who um he was certified in one of in something but like he was like he was like you know he was a good person so like what really shocked me during this um whole situation is that he really tried to like paint the picture of an angry black, him, black exactly, man yeah. and really try to be like um are you are you getting mad how did you feel like you do realize this man watched the life drained out of someone and you're expecting him to stay calm and collected in the situation and I feel like that plays into another topic of the standard black people have to live up to in exactly. order to be valued and seen as a normal exactly. civilian like you know because exactly. personally no other inter- no other white people do not have to deal with the fact like I'm personally if a white person was on the defense or not defence on a witness there, they could literally cry a river, share all their emotions and still give their testimony and be like, Okay, Bravo, good job But the second the second the man's voice changed to maybe a little agitated or something, angry black men, black people, this, that and the third, like come on. But that was something I found a really a good highlight I found in the case and um, an appreciation that I would like to give to the person for really like keeping his cool in a situation where no other human would really keep their cool, you know. So,
0: no, yeah, definitely, I, yeah, I'm actually happy you brought it up because I want to talk about that. Um, just like like the standard that black people have to live up to and like they have to keep their cool. Uh, uh, like a big thing that the the, the defense went on was how george floyd was found to have like drugs in system mm-hmm. um and he was high on like fentanyl or something and i i was just like, like no one like how many people are what like just die from being a little bit high like he wasn't crazy high like there was nothing right. that would have killed him and like even these pul- pulmonary experts um and uh people who like literally go to the best colleges for years and years and years and years and years and years, and years mm-hmm. to study about breathing habits and cardiovascular arrest, and how people die and like they analyzed this case and they said that he died from compression of Derek Chauvin's knee and that he was putting all his weight on there uh on George Floyd's neck and but the defense was still arguing against it I'm like are you kidding me you're about to blame him for drugs because he's a black man and I think it works so well with a lot of people like I know a lot of people on social media have been like if george floyd didn't have drugs in the system if he wasn't resisting and if it wasn't so crazy like they're just painting this narrative of a black and angry black man who's high who like loves drugs and like it just like it just mm-hmm. our our country's so racist the justice system is so racist like it's all embedded in america and america's culture that like i don't sometimes it just doesn't feel safe to be here because like you said the standard that us black people have to live up to to even be safe or you know what i mean like we'll never okay. be safe but to even like not have to like worry like you can't wear your hood out you can't wear your hair a certain way you can't wear certain clothes you have to make sure you're always like you can't have the music too loud in your car you can't like not that i do stay away from i like promise myself to stay away from it my entire life but like Mm -hmm. you like can't be high you can't be on drugs or like anything but like any like other white person could and they can do these things freely without having to be completely conscious of their actions Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: like when we see a case of this uh, like uh, of of this level and this uh, prominence in America, like, and this is how they're painting the black man. It just feeds into mm-hmm. this narrative and this notion of like an angry black man who's like high on drugs and stuff like that. it's just that that, that was so disgusting. Like, I, and yeah. then the defense even using another pulmonary expert to say that it was the or not a pulmonary expert or another expert to say that it was the drugs that killed George Floyd, even though it wasn't true so we even saw this expert um say Mm -hmm. that like it was the drugs that killed him i'm like how could you say that and then later i find out that this expert that the defense used had a bunch of other cases pending against him because he lied in court or like he didn't do his job well so i'm like okay so the defense is now using uh sources that are not credible and Mm -hmm. they're giving nonsensical uh statements and claims and half of America is still believing this. And I'm just, oh, like, it's just crazy. It's just really, really, really crazy that America is, like, feeding onto this.
1: Right. Like, the thing that, like, shocks me the most is, like, the fact that George Floyd probably could have had, like, you know, some Flintstone gummies or something before. Exactly. And they would literally use it as defense of why exactly. he died.
0: Exactly. No? Exactly.
1: And that's just, they, like, the mind-boggling part. Like, they
0: had no respect for him. Like, have some respect for him. Like, this man literally, like... You can't argue that he was resisting. He was unconscious. Right there were, on the video, there were like ten people standing around, t- all taking videos, and literally saying, "Like, get off his knee. He's dying." And like George Floyd's literally crying out, saying, "I can't breathe." He's crying out for his mom. He literally said something like, "When I'm gone, tell my mom I love her," because he knew I was gonna die. Right. And like, and then there the the other three, I think, yeah, three cops standing by Derek Chauvin. was like, "No, he's fine. Like, leave. Like, get out of here. Like, no, he's fine." Like, are you – so you're telling me that these people, these civilians are smart enough to know that he's going to die, but the police who go to training and who are supposed to protect and serve and, like, be, like, you know, better than civilians don't know that? Like, right. it just shows that, like, our justice system, our cops, our law enforcement, everything's just so messed up in this country, and we can't even hold anyone to – like, we can't we can't hold the, the justice system or anything because now we have this lawyer and this defense – That's being so disrespectful. It's it's literally so disrespectful the things they said, right? And trying to paint him as this person talking about the drugs and stuff, creating these lies and whatnot. I'm like, are you like? It's just so crazy. It's so mind boggling.
1: Right. The only time, like, especially like with all these things that are happening, the only time that I notice that uh, someone's past is brought up is when we're trying to defend again white fragility or the um defend a white person. Because to be exactly. honest, nobody, every I remember the second, almost like the day George Floyd died, I saw all these random articles, random Instagram posts of, well, George Floyd was a part of this, or George mm. Floyd did this, this and the third. And I'm like, okay, that's his past, as if you didn't have a questionable ho- college past, or you didn't have a questionable high school career. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it just it was crazy, again, to that standard that Black people have to live up to. Like every t- every day that I go out into the world or go out and do something, my parents are just like, just be careful what you do. You don't know where you'll find yourself. You don't know if this is going to be used against you. And the fact that, you know, I always have to be conscious of that, conscious of my actions. This, obviously, you have to be conscious of your actions as any other human. But you have to be extra, extra really extra conscious as, yeah, of your actions as a black person just mm. shows how this country is so far from really being free of the shackles of racism, slavery, or everything that just <clears throat> caused that
0: absolutely i think like exactly what you just said that we're so far from being equal like so 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 far like even with this case like this case because we had the video because we saw it because it was so uh you know on social media because it was spread because we're all in quarantine so we're all watching just because Mm -hmm. of so many factors that just made it the perfect case like this is an amalgamation of so many things of so many of cases of police brutality, of so many innocent Black men killed at the hands of our, our law enforcement. Like, it's it's combined of so many stories and people that we saw the Black Lives Matter movement um, rise to level, did both in violence and uh, popularity because we're just okay. so fed up about so many things going on. Like, it wasn't just specifically this case. Like, yes, this case was enraging to see a cop kneel in a man for for nine minutes and 29 seconds even though he was unconscious for three minutes but Mm. alone it's way more than that it's way 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 more than that it's deep-seated it's you know ongoing this ongoing fire in like the black community that we're just we're just so fed up and like you know what i mean it's just
1: exactly yeah
0: really brought it to the standard that this case was today and even if we think about it i bet some people even now don't even remember because of like how how much the media has even covered it up or just like completely blown over it? But he was literally arrested an assumed counter an alleged uh, twenty dollar bill
1: alleged and I
0: exactly know. it was
1: twenty dollars
0: ex- exactly twenty dollars. It was proof to not be counterfeit. It was only twenty dollars. He was not a real criminal. He was armed. Why were you kneeling on him? Why were why were fit like there were like ten cops in that all holding him down in the car and then they got him out of the car they put him on the on the ground and kneeled on him sandwiched between uh cement and a knee of like 250 including the uniform and like that's just so
1: exactly crazy
0: like our justice system our law enforcement so messed up like that in no like I know that's not how police are supposed to act that and if it is if that's written then it's like allowed that's even a bigger issue
1: exactly
0: that like why why were there even 10 people around there if you can't handle a man who's unarmed and not not doing anything exactly one person and he's handcuffed exactly like you you shouldn't be a police officer point blank period like i (laughs) this case has angered me so much i don't even know but what are your opinions on that
1: right um yeah you basically summed up everything i was thinking it just like Overall, like, I don't know, like, it just, like, I just, it's just like one of those situations where I'm like at a loss of words because I just Mm. don't even feel like this is my reality. And, like, I feel like what frustrated me the most is that everybody was so fixated on George Floyd's past that they just, like, and, like, taking away his humanity. Like, nobody wanted to talk about that he had a daughter, he had a family. Nobody likes to remember that these people have other lives that they lead on. These people are leaders in their own community or just members in their own community but everyone was so fixated on just dehumanizing George Floyd that we, that they, nobody even looked at Chauvin's past. Like I'm pretty sure a article that I read said that he was, he had like a KKK application in his glove compartment and nobody wants to talk about that fact. And again, why that's, that was a leading factor, like leading factor of why he did what he did. His intent was not to arrest George Floyd and do good for society and lock up the bad guys. His intent was to take another black life away and that's that's the bottom line like his intent was to kill that day he was just like you know what this job's not doing it for me and he just wanted to kill another person it's really unfortunate that that black people's lives are sort of like a pick and choose like hmm who will it be today who should i inconvenience today rather than hmm what society or how can i help society how can i help better my community and make it much safer like i don't know
0: Exa- exactly. like exact. I I think you put that so well. Like it's it's just so crazy. Like we even see back to like how like a lot of people try to paint black people or, and especially the black man as violent or whatnot. How are you painting George Floyd as a violent man when he's literally unconscious? And then there's the white man, the cop, who has his knee on him for an extra three minutes, and he apparently the the white cop isn't the violent one. He's just doing his job. How on planet Earth is he just doing his job? And then they try to talk, like you said, they try to talk about George Floyd's history. Like if, if George Floyd had murdered someone like 20 years ago and like no one knew about it and they found out during the case, that does not change a single thing because we're not prosecuting George Floyd. We're prosecuting Derek Chauvin and the police department because of his police wrongdoing. Like it's, it has nothing to do with George Floyd. People try to justify it saying like, oh, he was a criminal. Oh, he was like a bad person. So what? Like. It literally does not matter. It has nothing to do with this case. It has nothing to do with the situation because like I said before, it is a combination of so many things. It's not about specifically George Floyd. It's about the history of police being violent, overly violent, overly aggressive, overly lethal against the black community in America for so long. That's what it was. So like, I, I, like, Oh my God. I, Oh my God. It's just so outraging.
1: Exactly. And like, what outrages me more is like that, like even in Chauvin's mugshot and stuff, like I couldn't even look at his face, but he just seemed to have no remorse. Like, no he remorse to on George Floyd's neck, like he did not have any remorse for what he's doing. He did not have any awareness. You're just like, well, these people are just talking the talk, whatever, whatever. I can't mm. wait to go home. And like even like the night that happened, what annoyed me even more and just frustrated me even more was that the police, their police station, sent a at whole his barricade. Yep to protect mm. his house yep. Like, yep yep are you you might as well buy him a steak from market grill and give it to him and have what like that's just like so exactly. outrageous like as why the family don't you go- of george floyd is literally grieving as their the their loved one is spread all across the world all across the internet come on like oh my gosh it's so exactly. frustrating
0: exactly stuff. like you couldn't protect george floyd when you saw like when five cops literally saw him exactly. kneeling on his neck unconscious. When those people on the sidelines, like the civilians, who are not really supposed to know much, knew he was going to die. But you guys couldn't. And, like, you, you can protect George Floyd. But you can then go protect Derek Chauvin, a literal murderer. George Floyd was never proven to have murdered anyone before. But Derek Chauvin did. And now you're going to protect him and set up a barricade and make sure that no one, like, ransacks his house or kills him. Like, let the police, let, let, let the people have him. Let the people deal with him. Like, you like. Let the people deal with him. Like the same. Okay, you know what's so funny is that the same people. Um, like this is kind of once again going. Like I, I'm I'm going to digress a little bit, but yeah. the January 6th terrorist attack on the Capitol, we saw um, a lot. A lot of information came out afterwards about who these people were, who um, who who uh, uh broke into the Capitol and whatnot and vandalized and stole and what everything a lot of them were military personnel and law enforcement a lot like alarming a very alarming amount they were mostly white they were mostly men like it was alarming and so when you think about it you don't we don't know how many of them are actually police officers now like we still don't have that number but you can bet if they could have been in washington dc about half of Minneapolis's police station would have been if they could have been. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they're protecting George Floyd. You know, uh, they not George Floyd, sorry. Derek Shelvin, a murderer. And, you know, barricading his house, make sure that no one can get in. But then the same type of people will go and break into the Capitol and cause an insurrection when democracy is just trying to happen. Like, it just doesn't make sense. These people are hypocrites. And then they call like BLM protesters, violent, like it's exactly thugs and stuff. Like how, uh, how, like, how are we, the? we're literally fighting because of 400 years of injustice. You guys are fighting because what you're mad that your president lost. And it's just like, and then they like, Mm -hmm. especially in Fox news, I saw once again, Fox news was during this trial, was just talking about looting. They had a whole conversation about looting when the Derek Chauvin trial was going on once i have no idea why but they just were and i was thinking to myself do they not understand that the people who are writing or protesting are not the same people who are looting they're two groups of people and who like i don't understand why looting is even such a bad thing or why they have to talk about it especially in comparison to the number of deaths that happen with um police brutality and just george floyd's murder in general but like not only would I also go looting if there's like basically an apocalypse going on outside, but do you blame them? Like these black people, like we said before, have been denied rights, money, property, land, anything that they could have worked to earn if they were equal. They've been denied it for so long. So how are you going to blame them when they finally have their chance to go get it when the world is seemingly coming to an end? You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. And like the thing that like, The thing that I saw so much, especially in the wake of all that, so many people are just like, I would support Black Lives Matter. However, I don't support the looting. Again, like you said, those are two different entities. Those Mm -hmm. looted wanted to capitalize on the situation. They wanted to get themselves free Starbucks or whatever during that situation. And I... And I'm pretty sure on social media too. I saw videos of cops looting as well. Yes, so yes. Why the, co- do you yep. think the Black Lives Matter people that are being catar- No, actually, it's not even Black Lives Matter. It's black people. People mm. say, "Oh, well, if you people didn't loot, rather, who's you people?" Because mm. I saw white people looting. I saw police officers looting. I saw everyone looting. But yeah, black people are the one who have black people have to carry that three percent of wrong wrongdoing that was done during this whole protest, like. That's the thing that just like, again, shows that we are so far from actually being so far from actually being free and actually being seen as equal and seen as human. Exactly.
0: And yeah, because when I remember when the actual protest started, we found out that it was undercover police officers who started the um, fires and the burning. And then they also started looting from Target and stealing milk and stuff. And then that you know got other people they got other people joined along and then now oh it seems like the black people are doing it or the protesters are doing it like but like and then we also didn't see protesters ramming over people with cars but we saw the police doing it we didn't see protesters throwing tear gas at literal peaceful people especially you know you remember the Elijah McClain memorial yeah um, and how the police just um, completely invaded it and then caused violence we don't see these protesters doing it and even if these protesters are doing it they're doing it for a reason they're doing it for years and years and years of injustice they're answering you know those calls that have been like ignored for so 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 long so i don't blame them i don't see why people blame them i I think this trial has if anything shown us how racist america is this entire situation of george floyd since his murder almost a year ago um it's just shown us how ra- how truly, 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 truly like how racist this country is, how it's embedded in American culture and has been here since America has started.
1: Right. And I think, again, with the media portrayal, a thing that I have noticed is that whenever we're dealing with situations like this, the first people that are always told to calm down are the victims of the situation. Exactly. Like the protests and Um, the Black Lives Matter, the rise of that, the first people that were told to calm down and, you know, we understand you, we hear you, were Black people and their allies. But it was never the actual perpetrators. It was never actually the white supremacists. It was never actually the police officers. It was always Black people told to calm down. And then, okay, white people, if you want to calm down, you can. If not, whatever, just live your lives. Like, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's, again, with the media portrayal, like, uh, we're so far from change because these little things in our media isn't changing. And another thing that stuck out to me um, that I'm pretty sure Chris Cuomo said was that people won't start paying attention to police brutality until white people start being killed. Mm -hmm. And that just speaks so much volumes. And I feel like that is so much truth. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, what was it called? Um, Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, with the uh, Chris Cuomo thing, uh, he was, I don't remember, I think... Like some people on social media started like started saying that he was fired, which wasn't true. But I think he was either given a warning or suspended or something for just saying a simple fact that everyone knows, and that exactly. it's like just the like the uh, like the ugly truth that everyone just has to you know realize. And it's so true that these things won't stop happening, and like mass shootings won't stop happening or police violence won't stop happening until white people are affected duly, and they're they're affected, you know um. They, it disproportionately or they're just affected more than they are already because even when we look at mass shootings we hear a lot about these school shootings or just a lot of these mass shootings where a lot of um you know black people or minorities are and then of course we heard about the atlanta shooting um during the rise of nation hate crimes we heard about that yeah but we don't hear thousands and thousands of other mass shootings that have taken place over the years especially in like places like chicago it's like a lot of impoverished people a lot of low-income people of the black communities in these cities in places like washington dc or new york or like we have these mass shootings because people don't care about them the police don't care about them the people don't care about them the media them no one really cares about them black lives that whatever are being
1: you
0: you know taken exactly and that they're also who would like like argue that oh those gang violence like even if it was gang violence the white people put black people into gang the only gang reason why gangs were created were because black people felt they needed defense in numbers so i don't want to hear that argument either and i, I don't know I, I think people have so many excuses and we saw a lot of excuses with the george floyd situation and the derek chauvin trial way too many most of them that. but that's besides the point anyway right. do you have anything to add to that
1: um yeah not really like um uh, like you said people just like people choose to make excuses because it's much more easier than taking accountability yeah um many people want to take the high road and like it just part of i guess it's a part of human nature but at the same time like at the same time if um white people have constantly painted black people out to be thugs um these violent individuals and when they finally become or become in quotation marks what you guys are preaching then it's suddenly no 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 stop why are you guys doing this this and the third but i'm like isn't this what you guys wanted us to be isn't this the narrative that you told your kids like oh when you see a black person coming by hold your bag lock your lock your doors is not this the narrative that you painted for us and then when we become it we're suddenly then it's suddenly like oh it's just part of your nature just who you are as a person Mm -hmm. like i know it's so crazy
0: no yeah definitely 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 um, quickly, I w- did want to point out uh, just something specifically with the trial, um, just more uh, on a legal basis, uh, moving past like the Black Lives Matter stuff and like the social, um, the jury and just the jury system, because uh, I don't think there's been a big case like this in a while. Uh, so I did want to kind of highlight some things I just noticed. So we had to like, like we said, uh, Derek Chauvin was convicted uh, but still a lot of people were, like, on the edge and, like, whatever, like, we didn't know what was going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this relied on nine jurors, I believe, nine jurors, I don't know, but this relied on jurors, like, so regular citizens and people um, who had to listen to the case, blah, 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 and then um, decide, and then the defense had to get one person to, you know, have some, and then that one person makes or breaks the, the case, and that decides the acquittal or the conviction of Derek Chauvin. Mm. And so that, like, that made me think just more about, like, our jury system and our legal system. Do you think juries are a good thing? Do you think they should, like, do you think there should be juries?
1: Um, personally, to be honest, I've always been so iffy about juries simply because, like, unless these people are coming out from, like, the middle of nowhere, they mm. don't have any media, they don't have, they don't have any bias. I feel like juries are okay, but the second that these people become normal individuals from, you know, um, cities and stuff like that, I feel like juries just become skewed, and it just becomes Mm. a matter of luck who you get on your jury. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, if, like, for example, if they were to go down south, a heavily, like, you know, sun downtown area, and they pulled their jury from there, this case would have went a different way. Comparatively, if they went to a, you know, an urban city, large city with, um, a different a different type of people then again this case would have went a different way so i'm i haven't really been fans of juries because again that just it just like turns back to like personal bias like for example if that person if one of the people on the juries had like a per were personally affected by maybe like gun violence or something or i don't know just violence in general like i don't know the case would go a different way so i haven't really been a fan of them like i understand why they're there because if not then it's just going to be dependent on The judge you know Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah i don't know yeah i definitely agree i think like there's a lot of skew especially with how popular this Mm -hmm. case was specifically and like juries the entire point is that they shouldn't have any bias they shouldn't have any personal connection to the victim or the suspect or just anyone connected to the case um they shouldn't know much about the case but like that was hard with this um specific situation Mm -hmm. uh, just because of how everyone knew about it and like media and social media, how spread it was, and um, well known. So, like, obviously, there was there were already preconceived notions among the jury. They're already like, I think a lot of them predetermined their answer, like right. what they thought about Derek Shelvin. Um, so I don't. I think they're skewed. I think in a positive way that they're skewed because they've already seen this video and made up their minds. And after the BLM protest and just everything that's happened. I'm happy that it went that way but in a normal case like maybe where there it wasn't like people didn't see this video or they're just it wasn't as popular and they couldn't think about it before like that just makes me think so like like juries maybe aren't the best thing because the average American is um what's a what's a good word for this not smart um right. <laughs> yeah so they're not really educated like whether that's like just socially like unintelligent or just like actually they're just not educated simply um so like for them to decide someone else's fate i don't know yes america is based on we the people for the people blah blah blah. even though it's not but and so like that's why i have juries like for people to decide amongst themselves what like the civilians and like people living in their society should face but i think maybe we should leave it up to a judge you know what i mean maybe you should leave it up to a trained professional who's Um, who's experienced and educated and knowledgeable about these things because just because it went out like in a positive direction this time doesn't mean the next time it will just because of the jury not being made up up of the brightest people you know what I mean
1: exactly and like I feel like that case of the jury being skewed in a negative direction we can see a a lot in the like I don't want to say like olden days I guess like Emmett Till and um the Boy, who's like the youngest person on death row, the jury was mm-hmm. mostly like all white, all probably racist. Mm-hmm. So that's why the case went the way it did. Does it didn't mean that that case went the right way? Didn't mean it went the wrong way it's, or it didn't go the right way because of that fact alone? So, yeah, I feel like aggr- I agree with you. I feel like it should be left to the professionals. Like, I understand why they do it, and I feel like if it's like a smaller scale, like you know, road stop type of thing. Where not a lot of people know it, I feel like they're beneficial, but at the same time, mm. the average American isn't, you know, reading up on the latest psychology facts or whatever, I don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, We're not here to talk about OJ systems, but I just wanted to make a connection because, like you said, demographics, like, one of the biggest uh, things with these juries, and especially just the legal system in general. But in the OJ, ca- in the OJ case, we, we saw the jury, like, mostly black, uh, mostly Male, so they would just side with OJ more if that makes any sense. Yeah, and that that's why that um like uh verdict went the way it did, um just because of like demographics of the jury, and so like I just think like that skew because uh, first of all because that case became so race based and like it completely did not have to do with the murder anymore, which right. is about like cops versus black men, like that. I, it just should, like because that's exactly what this is this case with George Floyd and Dirk Chauvin, um, cops versus black men. So I just think like there's so much skew, um, with the people and the juries. So that's why I just think juries just aren't the best thing, if that right. makes sense, because they really aren't. Mm, perfect.
1: Yeah, I feel like juries were one of those things that like were put put in place in like uh like the olden days just so like. Just so they can, like, just so the people who empower could, like, move forward with their agenda. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they weren't really put in place for, to help the people. they' just kind of, to push an agenda and to make it look like it's democratic, but it's not really. But.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um, do you have any uh, thing you want to touch on before we close up?
1: Um. Yeah, not really. Or maybe this like, Yeah, not really, just me, like, again, like we mentioned the fact that like how um, black men are always portrayed, like always have to or just black people in general just always have to put their best foot forward and always be the best individual that they have to be like, even in modern, not well, this happened in modern day's time, but even today, like, um, this is just a side note, but I remember LeBron James tweeted something about um, the 15 year old that that was killed. And suddenly everyone just started switching his words, switching the narrative. And switching his intent behind that tweet simply because he was a black man voicing his outrage and voicing his opinion. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's uh, like, I, like I've been saying throughout this podcast, like society is just like, bef- it's, it's going to be a while, I feel like. Like, even though we're moving forward in the right direction, it's going to be a while to people. So certain individuals actually wake up and see the problem that we have. So,
0: yes, yes, definitely. I think. This case and the conviction of Derek Chauvin was, again, just a small step in the right direction, but there's a lot of progress to be made, a lot of uh, legal implementation that needs to be done, Um, and still there's a lot of talk about passing the George Floyd bill. So basically, the George Floyd bill, um, of course, after the murder, um, this was trying to be passed uh, within Congress. And so basically, it's the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Um, It's a civil rights and uh, police reform bill, um, of course, drafted by Democrats in Congress. Um, And the legislation basically aims to combat police misconduct and excessive force and racial biases in policing. So of course, this is just uh, after our conversation. Like, obviously, we believe that's a very necessary thing that needs to get done. I have to ask, do you think it'll get done?
1: um i don't know uh i feel like if it gets done or if it if it doesn't get done i feel like its impact will no offense but kind of be insignificant Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: although yes we're targeting a problem we're targeting a branch on a tree you know so like we're not targeting the system because i really feel like this problems like this will be fixed when black people are given equal opportunities Mm -hmm. to get into those fields like policing Um, law enforcement, policing, lawyers, um, medical fields, when they have that same level playing ground to get into those fields and actually be the representation that is needed to see substantial change. So yes, it's a step in the right direction, but personally, the way I view it is it's kind of a fancy way of performative activism, in my opinion. I I don't know. Like, yes, the intent is definitely there and it, it will do some things, but it's
0: not addressing the root of the problem. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it does not tackle the root of the problem at all. And like it's just, just like spraying out a couple weeds in like a garden of them. Right. But um, I feel like, it especially like it was passed by like the Black Caucus within the Democratic Party and in Congress. It's so, like it's definitely Perfect. from a good place. Like they want to make change and form and whatnot. But like I, I agree, like at the end of probably rendered like useless or insignificant just because of like this issue is it's much deeper than just like a policing act like it's like we need to battle like, pol- like police reform and like bad apples uh these so-called bad apples in the police um departments and law enforcement but like you said it's more new in america it's institutionalized it's systemic it's systematic it's it's much much more but i right. definitely do feel as though this will have some sort of influence it's not like not like a racist cop who sees a black man and like finds an opportunity to kill him will now say like oh well that bill was just passed so i don't i don't think i'm gonna do it like obviously not that but like i think with it will come more training, more um just overall like holding police to a higher standard than they are now and just yeah. small bills passed like this, maybe one day, like we can have some real change. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good bill. Not, not, not gonna solve the entire situation, but it's one, again one step in a better direction.
1: Right, it's a start. Yeah. It.
0: Okay, well, I think that wraps up our conversation today. Um, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and thank you for this insightful conversation. Thank you for put in the conversation. It was definitely a very, very, very good conversation. Um, connections between our last two episodes. But thank you, audience, for joining in. Thank you for listening, and make sure to for future episodes, uh, because those will be out real, real soon. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed your ride down the slide on politicians' playground. Bye, guys. Thank